Welcome to another episode of Connect and Convert, where small business owners can learn insider secrets to accelerate their sales. Hi, I'm Dennis Collins, and I'm joined by my partner today. Say hi. Hi, I'm Leah Bumfrey. Hi, Leah. Good to have you back. Thank you. Today, we're going to talk about curiosity. Curiosity. The salesperson's secret to success. So, Leah, what makes you curious? Are you a curious person by nature? I, I am. I am. I actually started my work career as working in the newsroom as a reporter, and、Whoa. that requires a lot of curiosity. You've got to really want to know. You've got to be able to ask questions, and it has to be because there's there's a there needs to be a genuineness. It's no different than a, than in sales. If you really want to know about your client's business, what makes them successful, what's going on, what's possible, and even if it has nothing to do with work, if you are just a curious person, life is just more interesting. Isn't it though? Well, I got to tell you a, a, a little insight into my upbringing, my family, my early family life.、Uh, curiosity in my family. Too much curiosity, no bueno, no good, not allowed.、Really? That's not polite, son. You don't ask those questions. That's none of your business, son. Don't ask about that. That's private. That's creepy, nosy. And then there was always that. I never understood this. Curiosity killed the cat. I don't know. That's What does that mean? that's kind of. I have no idea, but anyway, you know, kids, that's kids have a natural. Kids, children have a natural curiosity, and it's not malicious, and it's not self-serving.、Mm. They just want to know. I remember you'll get a kick out of this. I remember sitting on my uncle Bill's lap, and I had heard that he, that he was rich. I'd heard this somewhere in conversation <laughs> somewhere,、uh-huh. so I wanted to see his wallet. Uncle Bill, show me your wallet. How much money is in your wallet? Because for a kid who's four or five, what does that mean, right? So I wanted to see what was in there. Well, my parents、oh、my almost、gosh. died, and、yes. it was. I, I remember that as, as a. Oh, you're not supposed to. But why? Why is that a bad question? Why can't I ask that?、Uh-huh. I wanted to see what being rich looked like. <laughs> I love that. No, money in my family was never discussed ever. Uh, ever, ever, ever. We never knew how much our parents earned. They never asked me how much I earned when I was out making a living. It was just not a topic. But in sales, what if you have an aversion, a lack of curiosity about money? Can you succeed in sales? Well, today we're going to talk about that and some other issues. What role does curiosity play in sales?、Um, What can you do with curiosity in a sales conversation? Can you be too curious? Is it possible to get a little creepy curious? So stay tuned because we will reveal today what does science tell us is one of the most reliable predictors of sales success. We've got that for you. We'll also we'll cover this and more. But first, stay tuned. Also, we have. For the entire episode, because we're going to have our questions you ask and we answer. We're going to have our breakthrough challenge. We are going to challenge you with the possibility of earning a free seat to a Wizard Academy future class, and we'll talk about how this stuff actually works in real life. 
real-life examples of what we talk about. So, but first, let's talk about Wizard Academy. I was there not long ago. It just is so uh, invigorating walking the campus. Everything on the campus, Leah, is symbolic of something. Everything has a meaning. And then you go to class and your brain explodes. Explodes in a good way. I'm sure you've had that same experience. Absolutely. I don't think you can walk through the academy without being curious. What does that mean? How come? Why? Roy yes. Williams, one of his one of the questions that he advises to ask children, we're back to kids and curiosity, is not do you want what what do you want to do when you grow up? But ask kids what they're curious about because that will give yeah. you insights into into how you can help them. Kids, business, the academy, it all comes together. Wizardacademy.org. Do yourself a favor. Check it out. Look at the list of classes for 2024 and sign up. You'll be glad you did. Hope to see you there. So, Leah, let me ask you, have you ever heard the expression, uh, play like you're the dumbest person in the room? Have you ever heard that? I have. I have. Uh, how do you feel about that? Well, you know, it goes against everything we believe, because I want you to think I'm pretty smart, Dennis. I don't want to yeah. sit there and have you wonder, what yeah. the heck's with the gal in the corner? <laughs> I, for one, do not like to play the dumbest person in the room. Uh, you know, maybe it's our per our social style types. You know, mm -hmm. we need to be dominant. We need to be in control. I hate it. But guess what? What if you act like you're the smartest person in the room? What happens? What happens? And you, well, and, and that's how you alienate people. That's how you start talking down to people. That's how you start telling them. That's how you stop being curious because you already know everything. So it's all about defining terms. What does it mean to be the dumbest person in the room? What does that actually mean? Yeah. It just yeah. means ask questions. But, you know, the funny part is you're not the dumbest person in the room. The key word there is you pretend to be or play as if you are the dumbest person in the room. Okay? Have you, you've heard this before. Learner's mindset. What, what does that mean to you, Leah? Learner's mindset. Uh, well, I mean, that I've also heard it expressed as being in humble student mode. Yes, what that's can another you, good what, one. What can you learn? You're not, you're yes. not poking somebody to show them how stupid they are, you're actually tapping into them to find out what, how can you make me better? What should I know about this yeah. situation? That's a great way of saying it. Yeah, I've always heard it as learner's mindset. What is the learner, learner's mindset is I, I don't know. You know things that I don't know. And I'm, I'm going to ask you the right questions to unlock that. I'm going to unlock your knowledge, what you know. How does that help in sales? The more you I mean, know, that's, the more you know how to help, right? Yeah. Uh, if you assume, if you go into a sales conversation and assume that you know everything the client's going to say, well, I know what you're going to say. I've been through this a hundred times and you don't ask the right questions. You don't listen. You have, I'm the smartest guy in the room mindset, which you probably are smarter than them in your chosen field. What does that get you? That gets you a no sale, no sale. Curiosity, on the other hand, proper curiosity, proper amounts of curiosity 
gets you a sale. Okay, so let's talk about what does this look like in real life? Okay, Leah, so why don't you think of a brush off or a stall or objection? Just throw one out to me, something that a salesperson might hear today when they're out there doing sales. You know what? Our budget is just tapped out in that area. We're going to yeah. be sitting down. We're going to be talking about it. But maybe maybe next fiscal we'll be able to sit down and talk about things. You know, I got that, Leah. I totally understand. This is a tough time of the year. It's tough to understand how business is going to go. Most of my clients feel the same way. But could I could I ask, uh, can you tell me a little bit more? I, I want to learn a little bit more about what you just said. Well, we have a process that we have to follow, right. you know, and, and, you know, we don't want to have uh, just, you know, making decisions here, here and here and here. But we sit down. We talk with all the decision makers at once, see the, see what the priorities are, and then we decide from there where we're going to put our money. Got it. That's a smart process. Uh, most of my successful clients do the same thing. Uh, I'm curious, though, what options do we have? With that in mind, knowing your process, uh, what would be the best way to work with you? Well, uh, you know, I'll give you a shout when when we're when we're ready i will give you a call and uh when we're ready you know we'll set up some time okay that's great i i really appreciate that uh can you give me an idea of time frame what is your level of urgency uh how quickly do you want to move uh i'd like to understand your urgency well really not feeling urgent at all we're pretty happy with the solutions we have in place right now dennis uh, yeah. Once we have, you know, if, we, if if there's a bit of a slush fund, if we have some other opportunities there, then we'll we'll look at expanding what we're doing. So maybe you know okay. next quarter, give me you know give me till then to, to give you a holler and we'll go from there. I'll be happy to call you next quarter. Uh, just one quick follow up question. Uh, you mentioned you were pretty happy with the solutions that you already have. Okay, help me understand. Can I get some more insight on that? Well, I mean, I have, you know, my, my team of people and I haven't had any complaints, Dennis. So as long as I'm not having complaints, I'm happy. That's got to mean they're happy, yeah. right? Yeah, I understand. We don't like complaints and happy is good. Uh, let me ask you this. Let me follow up with uh, this. How could it possibly be better? What could be better? Well, it can always be better, Dennis. You know what it's like these yeah. days. I'm sure you, we're not the first people. I'm not the first one to tell you that we're, you know, it, it's a struggle to find the right people, to keep the right people. We want to make sure. I yeah. mean, that's all. It's all we're, we're a customer-driven organization. If we do not have people contacting us, then it doesn't matter who I have. I can't help them. But if they contact us and I don't have somebody, what am I going to do? Yep. Uh, big, big issue. I hear it all the time. Uh, that's one of the reasons we're talking. I believe I can help. Um, how can we help you unravel this puzzling situation? How can we help? Well, when we get our information, as I say, then we'll sit down. I mean, I, I honestly, Dennis, I don't have a good feel for what it is that you're even offering. I mean, this is, you and right. I are just talking right now preliminary there might be an opportunity but uh you know you were recommended okay. to me but I, I don't know how it would fit into what we're doing okay could i make a suggestion uh why don't we set aside uh a few minutes maybe 10 to 15 minutes in the near future 
And I will be happy to walk you through what it is we do because we have helped thousands of businesses just like you and just like yours to solve this problem. Would next Tuesday at, say, 4 o'clock be okay? You know, you got to be curious, Dennis. Let's, uh, why don't you call me Tuesday morning and we'll see how the day is, is filtering out. But yeah, that, that sounds like it just might work. I'll be happy to call you Tuesday morning. Look forward to it. And thanks for your time, Leah. Thanks, Dennis. I don't know All what right. I just bought from you, Dennis, but I'm curious. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, what do you think of that? How did it feel from the customer side? Well, it felt like a conversation. It felt responsive. I never once felt that you were pushing me or that right. you were, you know, that you were discounting my, my lived experience. And that's huge because as soon as you do that, you're out of the woods or in the woods. Did you, did I feel, did it feel argumentative or confrontational or uh, salesy or pushy? You know what? You were wondering. And again, what are we talking about? Ah, Curiosity. We were you were you felt wondering. That, yeah, yeah uh, you so were wondering. I was wondering too. <laughs> you were curious too. Well, yeah. What we just demonstrated was curiosity in a sales conversation. Okay, so here's here's the problem. You know, I listened to hundreds of hours of recorded sales calls, so I've got a lot of a big database on this. Here's what happens: a question is asked. Okay. Okay. An answer is given and there's no responsiveness to that answer. They go on to a whole nother set of questions. Like it's some kind of a template they're following. What did I mm -hmm. do with you? I listened to your answer and I crafted my next question off of your answer. Did I not? That's right. That's right. You yeah. didn't know necessarily where you were going. Had no you idea where, where you wanted I was going. to get there, but not the how. You hadn't mapped out. I, I felt like everything That's, you said was in response to what I had said. So your curiosity yeah. sparked right. my curiosity. Right. And that's, boy, that, that's beautifully said. That's a perfect sales conversation. My curiosity as the salesperson sparks yours enough that we set an appointment. Yay. Perfect. So I'll, I'll call you next Tuesday and let you know what you bought. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> okay. And now, as promised, what does science tell us about sales success? A lot of stuff. But regards curiosity, a recent HBR Harvard Business Review study found curiosity was the most significant predictor of sales success out of 90 other attributes. Curiosity was linked to asking more questions. And here's the big deal, follow-up questions. Don't stop with one question. And the follow-up question has to be responsive to the answer the customer gave. One more, a LinkedIn study, 74% of buyers chose to work with salespeople who demonstrate curiosity. They take curiosity as a signal that this salesperson is engaged. They're listening and they will meet their needs. I always like to give you the science behind it. Okay, so this week's challenge. This week's challenge. Improve the quality of your questions. Improve your active listening skills. Improve your follow-up questions. Make curiosity work for you in a sales conversation. Remember the format. Ask a question. Actively listen. Ask a follow-up. 
Okay? Let us know. How did it go for you? Dennis Collins at wizardofads.com. And your email, Leah. Tell us your email. Leah Bumfrey at wizardofads.com. Give us a show Let because honestly, we are curious. Yeah. We are very curious. We are curious. One last thing we always promise to answer a question. You ask, we listen, okay? And we respond. Leah, what's our question for today? You know, we had one question from last week, and uh, Dennis, it's from a new someone new in uh, or just starting out a sales career, and they want to know what is the one thing they can do to make a difference and impress their sales manager. They've never been in sales mm. before. They are all over the internet looking at all kinds of videos, including ours. What would you suggest is the one thing that they that they do to impress their sales manager? Hmm. To impress a sales manager. Well, having been a sales manager for a portion of my life, what impressed me most is, is someone who delivers, who takes responsibility, who doesn't make a bunch of excuses, who takes and accepts responsibility for their own performance. And of course, sales management is performance-based, okay? And also, what would impress me is if they asked for active coaching. Hey, boss, I need coaching in a certain area. I know that I have a weakness over here. I know I have a weakness over there. Coach me or uh, get me coached up on the stuff that I don't do well. That would impress me. Understanding their strengths and weaknesses and coming and asking for help. It's okay to ask for help. That, that makes sense? real life advice. That is fantastic. For sure. Well, that concludes this edition of Connect and Convert. We come every week with a new episode. Be sure to listen.